Hello, and welcome viewer friends. I'm Kira, and today I'm going to talk about Ragnarok Season 1, Episode 2, 541 Meters, aka The Sexy Dance Party. In this episode, the cops rule Izzel's death an accident, the usuals get real weird on the dance floor, and Izzel's dad is back at work way too quickly. Magna is devastated after Isolde's tragic death. Loritz isn't really bothered, like, at all, and doesn't even offer an apology. At school, Isolde's dad Eric, in a definitely realistic move, turns up to work the morning after his only child's death and insists that the school dance that night go ahead. He says it's what Isolde would have wanted, but as she was the designated unpopular contrarian, I don't think it was. Then again, she was a carnivorous environmental activist, so who knows what contradictory thing she would have wanted. The new town police chief shows up and tells the students that Izzel's death was definitely an accident, but Magna knows better. The official explanation that she was zapped by lightning, causing her to fly into the power lines, is ridiculous, and he tells the police chief so. Still, she doesn't care, and brushes off his suspicions for plot reasons. We learn that the hammer thrown by Magna at the end of episode 1 travelled 1.5 kilometres and smashed through the windscreen of Vider's Volvo. Vider asks Churid to sort out fixing it, even though in the first episode she said she was going to be working in the accounting department, not as a PA. <laughs> Magna conducts his own super scientific testing, tossing a sledgehammer and counting footsteps to gauge the distance. He flings one 541 metres without really trying. Later, he tells Gree during a study session, but of course, she thinks he's a grieving bullshit artist. When he tells Loritz, the response is much the same, except Loritz points out that he still can't read. Later on, Vider confesses to Ran that he killed Isolt because she poked around the incriminating glacier tunnel. She assures him that he's gotten away with it since the police force is mainly that one cop and she is definitely not interested in investigating. Except for one thing. Isolt's phone is still missing, and presumably contains lots of incriminating glacier gossip. So, the school dance goes ahead, even though Isolt just died. I'm talking the night before. Parts shows up wearing his mother's fringed shirt, and ends up looking like an Anne Rice vampire. He has the incredible confidence of an Anne Rice vampire to boot, as he brazenly hits on the most popular boy in school, Fjord. Fjord, so used to being hit on by everyone, accepts it graciously, and even flirts back a bit. For a race of immortal creatures used to blending in for thousands of years, the usuals don't keep it low-key, one bit. Pun definitely intended. During the dance, Ran hooks up with two students, at once, the chutzpah of this family of Jotuns, in her office with the door open while the school dance is happening downstairs. Meanwhile, Fjord cues up a song from the ancient times, how it was modernised, remixed and uploaded to the cloud, I do not know. Logistics are not Ragnarok's strong point. He and Saxa, hypnotised by the music, hit the floor and start to do a very weird and very inappropriately sexy dance together. There's boob touching for God's sake. Loritz is similarly swayed by the music and joins in on the sibling grope fest as the student body looks on baffled. It's hard to describe the dancing, but it starts off as that jerky sort of dancing that looks like how a reanimated corpse might dance, 
and then morphs into this synchronized music video choreo straight from Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion. It happens at the 30 minute mark of the episode, and it's pretty bizarre. Not least of all is the fact that the usual's eyes turn that evil tawny colour while they're doing this lurch dancing. Like it's meant to be sexy, maybe, but there's much too much weird neck cracking to make it anything other than hilarious. Post-performance, an angry Gree accuses Fior of being on drugs, an understandable response to that bonkers dance, causing him to flounce off with Loritz and the annoying boob-loving guy called Oscar whose mother is the police chief. As they drive around, Fior goes on a rant about the hypocrisy surrounding Isolt's post-mortem popularity. He ends up urinating on Isolt's mem- memorial and, of course, it is captured on Instagram and goes viral. Sort of. Elsewhere, Magna confronts Isolt's dad, Eric, about the changing explanations offered by the police force for the accident. Eric reminds Magna that it's the night before Isolt's funeral. This is kind of a bad time for fake news moose crap. Also, Eric is in the process of boxing up her stuff, which is kind of soon if there hasn't even been a funeral yet. No? I mean, she just died yesterday. After Magna pushes Eric's car a few metres in anger, the pair hug, and Magna cries some huge, sad tears. This was an unexpectedly affecting moment. Good acting from David Staxton, uh, who has been thus far mostly expressionless. At one point, Magna helps Eric pack Isolt's stuff and decides to throw out her diary so that she can keep her embarrassing secrets in death. Very sweet. Over at Utelheim, Bidar takes off his shirt and beats seven shades of sassafras out of Fjord for his negative publicity attracting piss. Gree, who is sleeping upstairs with Saxa, secretly witnesses the whole thing after sneaking out for a wee. Urine is a crucial plot point in this episode. The next day, everyone attends Isil's funeral. Gree looks at Fjord, but doesn't seem to notice that his face isn't mincemeat after last night's beating. The sires get home to find their front door open and their house ransacked. And that dramatic moment ends the episode. This is the episode that grabbed me, uh, particularly the magnificently bonkers dance scene featuring student Stupper Principal Ran, which really piqued my interest. Just some stray observations about the episode. Yona Strand Gravely, who plays Loritz, really cannot pass as a teen. He's very wrinkled, but his character is so fun I'm willing to overlook it, even though in real life he's actually 30. Uh, far be it for me to tell anyone how to grieve, but Eric, man, do more grieving. Uh, the sexy back and forth between Loritz and Fjord was unexpected and very, very cool. Uh, was Isolt supposed to be a Baldur stand-in? I think she might have been. Anyway... Let me hear your thoughts. Get in touch with us on Twitter at Adventures in TV too, or you can email me on Adventures in TV TV spelled T E E V E E at gmail.com. And you can find us on all the other places: Instagram, Facebook, and everything at Be Unkind Rewind. See you then, viewer friends. <laughs>